Hi guys, welcome back to the Shannon Show podcast. Today's episode is going to be a review of RuPaul's Drag Race UK episode 2. I know I'm late to the party, but I was busy, can't be asked to review episode 1, so we're just going to go from here, honey. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to my channel. Now your girl is almost eligible for monetization, but I need 1,000 subscribers to secure that. So please subscribe to my channel to support me. And if you have already, thank you very much. Just to kind of recap, you know, that lip sync was abysmal. I'm still kind of feeling out the girls. I can't really... I, I have a few that I like. A few... I, I don't really say I... There's not really anyone that I don't like in the show, but I wouldn't really say I've got any clear favourites yet. But let me know how you feel about the contestants this year. But I feel like we could all agree that that lip sync last week was absolutely horrendous and embarrassing. I feel embarrassed for the UK after that lip sync. Anyway, I wasn't really sure what to expect from the UK drag race thing, I, I automatically knew it was it just wasn't going to be as good as the US version. I think we all kind of know that. We all kind of expected it, but kind of wanted to see how it went. But so far, you know, it's okay, I guess. You know, just seeing how it goes for now. So obviously, Gothi's out. You know, we have the first lipstick on the wall, mirror sequence, you know, vinegar strokes wipes it away he made a reference on you know the wall basically said you know um the little pork chop is gone which is like a reference to the first ever um u.s drag queen to get chucked out and obviously she did this whole miss kendall miss kendall thing like obviously a remix of the miss vanji stuff and cheryl hall said something along the lines of oh you know now kendall is a national icon and you know the the little miss Miss Kendall, Miss Kendall thing was cute, but let's be real, after her, you know, basically, after her rubbish performance, nobody's really going to remember who she is by next week. She tried, but, you know, on to the next one. Bye, girl. And obviously, in the episode, we also see there's a rivalry forming between the Vivian and Cheryl Hall. What do you think it is? Obviously, we see, you know, a confrontation near the end of the episode, but aside from that, why do you think that the Vivian doesn't like Cheryl Holt? Do you think it's solely because she's loud? Or perhaps do you feel like there's some jealousy there? I think perhaps maybe there could be some jealousy because in drag, Cheryl Holt does look pretty good. She's been, you know, you know, coming in, coming into the show, everyone was looking at her as, you know, the one to beat. And obviously, I, get, I, I believe that Vivian thinks that, you know, she is, you know, probably going to be the winner of the show. She thinks of herself as the biggest competition in the show, which I agree with. I think she definitely is the biggest competition in the show. But what do you think? Why do you think that the Vivian Dyke doesn't like Cheryl Hall? Do you think maybe this is just the editing? Or do you think maybe she's a bit jealous? Or do you feel like she has a genuine reason not to like Cheryl Hall and what do you guys think of Cheryl Hall? Do you think that she has a genuine and valid reason not to like Cheryl Hall? Then obviously the mini challenge the Vivian has to pick who she thinks is the biggest competition and who she thinks is the least competition for her. So she says 
she picked the she picked vinegar strokes as her biggest competition which i thought was quite interesting and she picked scaredy cat as her least competition and then she picked Cheryl Hole I think second last something like that which I thought was quite interesting personally vinegar strokes I don't I think you know her her time on the show is quite limited from what I've seen her from her from episode one to episode two I don't think in terms of her performance is that strong I don't think her lip sync is that strong and her costumes aren't that strong either so I was I was quite surprised when she picked so I was quite surprised when she picked Vinegar Strokes as her biggest competition I think perhaps her biggest competition would probably be Davina I think in terms of Scaredy Cat I was surprised obviously we all know the result now but I was surprised that she picked her as her least her you know as her least competition because up until that point you know she won the first mini challenge and she did okay considering um the first episode so I was surprised that she put her as you know her least competition up until that point in terms of who I think I'm just snorting like oh I can feel the disease coming to get me darling in terms of who at that point in that episode who I thought the Vivian's least competition was I would have as said at that point I probably would have said vinegar strokes to be honest yeah but what do you think up up to that point who would you say was who would you say would you have picked at that point to be um the Vivian's biggest competition biggest competition and her least competition and now that we know the result who do you think is her biggest competition in the show did you think that she was right to choose that and obviously putting Cheryl Hole second last do you think that was petty or do you feel like Cheryl Cole is one of the weakest links in the show um so obviously then it was kind of like um the who is the biggest competition and who was the the least threatening in the show they have to face off in two different teams so that was the Vivian and Scaredy Cat they had their own different teams and it was an acting challenge and it was basically a spoof of Downtown Abbey. And overall, even before like we saw like the final edit of the challenge, I was just like, out of all of the things they could have picked to do like a spoof of, like in terms of like the archives that we have in terms of British TV shows, why would you go with Downtown Abbey? I'm just thinking like who, who, who watches... Um, RuPaul's Drag Race, who I'm assuming has come over from watching the American version. Who watches Downtown Abbey? Who watches it? Like, reveal yourself. In terms of what I would have assumed that they would have picked as their very first kind of soap TV show spoof, EastEnders. I thought they were going to do that. EastEnders. I feel like that is just classic. EastEnders. I'm just thinking, what else would they have done? EastEnders, they could have done... Um, Jeremy Kyle spoof an X Factor spoof like come I feel like there was a lot there was a lot of shows to choose from that they could have spoofed you know and you know would have been way more entertaining and would have been way more entertaining for us the audience so I just feel like perhaps maybe they haven't done their proper research because of course like 
I guess how like Americans view British people, you know, you know, the the tea, the crumpets. So, you know, if we were going to if they were going to think of an over the top British show that they'd seen that we all watched, maybe that would have been Downtown Abbey. But the resources that they have the resources that they have, I'm sorry, Downtown Abbey as the first kind of spin-off thing it's not acceptable because they have enough money to put into research to be like okay people would have preferred to have eastenders um the x factor something else other than downtown abbey i feel like we would have been able to relate to that more and found it more entertaining especially after vinegar strokes is opening you know that that cat slater reference you know i i wasn't just a little bit of a slag i was a total slag i was like okay cool i would have thought they would have ran with that and did that obviously standards is on bbc anyway that would have been easy enough to get but what do you think did you enjoy the downtown abbey snippet spoof or did you feel like they should have chosen another show to do obviously in the rehearsals as we're getting ready you know one thing that kind of stood out to me was when bag bag of chips said you know um you know they said they were going to call their their team slags or something and um bag of chips basically said that he would that he'd do a man woman or a dog which i thought was quite interesting and um i definitely don't think that he's lying so out of the challenge before obviously the results were revealed i kind of predicted that the who would be in the bottom would be depending on how they were to sort things out i thought like the weakest performances were something wrong obviously blue blue i don't know how you say her second name is it blue hydrasia hydration blue something her and perhaps crystal and scaredy cat that's kind of who i thought would in the bottom in terms of the tops I felt like it would either be Davina if they were doing things individually Davina and Bag of Chips even though both of them were good overall I still found the challenge the challenge pretty underwhelming and even their performances I found them underwhelming but I think perhaps maybe that was because of the script I think then obviously we have the sob stories because what is RuPaul Drag Race without a little x-factor sob story so obviously the first sob stories that are coming out are you know centered around um the contestants of color which are vinegar strokes and something wrong you know vinegar strokes basically said you know that the new generations um of the LGBT community have it so easy you know they can just come out and be accepted in society Vinegar Stroke said that he came out at 25 and it was very difficult for him because, he, you know, he comes from the black slash um, Caribbean community and there was a lot of homophobia in those communities and he found it very difficult. And then obviously something wrong, he says that his parents kind of, that his parents know, but they kind of just don't discuss it. It's just kind of like that elephant in the room. Yeah, it's a sub story, but of course this is real life as well. It's always interesting because a lot of people say because we have pride in the UK and, you know, there's rainbow flags everywhere, you know, now, you know, there's equal marriage, that somehow this means that, you know, um, the LGBT community have now come up in the world and are now suddenly equal when that is not the case. Um, and, you know, there is still a lot of homophobia in this country. There might not be necessarily, you know, hate crimes, 
but there's still a lot of homophobia in the UK that people have to deal with and constantly have to function around so yeah it's, it's good that they highlight these stories I think it is good but yeah what is RuPaul Drag Race without a little sub story and then obviously on the runway it was just one outfit this week and it, the theme was bomb girls obviously the, Vivi- the Vivian doesn't play any game she came snatched with that kind of um grace-esque outfit snatched makeup snatched um definitely she's the one to watch definitely she's the one to beat bag of chips the outfits was quite simple but in terms of like presentation and her performance given the outfit it was it was quite good she plays up to her personality a lot because obviously her her fashion is not is not the best she's not necessarily a look queen she's a personality queen and she uses her personality to her advantage crystal with her dominatrix outfit yes i was living for that body snack and then the worst outfits for me were probably cheryl hall a mess a mess you know another kind of jumpsuit which is like simple enough but it just looked hella cheap it was all like all like wrinkled and shit up in the crotch area her nipple was out it was just a mess, honey. Then Scaredy Cat, Scaredy Cat's outfit. Like the first week, she kind of got away with it, but the second week, it's just like what? It's just every, like she's got her clothes from H and M, and then she just put a little sign on them, and that was it. Like little creativity, and then the makeup is just getting really old as well. So it's just like, are you just gonna come out like this every week? So I feel like obviously we know the result. We know that she went. But if she had stayed, um, I think we would have we would have realised really quick that this this girl has no creativity whatsoever. So then obviously the promo comes, and I just felt like these promo edits went on forever. I was just like, when is it gonna end? Like I'm so bored. Like, can we quicken this up? But anyway, the promos come, and it's very clear that the Vivian's team is way better. The other team you know it just was not good so the Vivian's team won and obviously Scaredy Cat's team is on the bottom so obviously from the bottom I'm kind of just thinking the bottom three is probably going to be the blue something girl um I'll learn her name for the next podcast Scaredy Cat and Crystal that's kind of that's kind of who I felt may have been in the bottom three obviously we see that it was actually Scaredy Cat blue and Cheryl Hall. I personally don't think she should have been in the bottom three. Yeah, I guess perhaps um, bottom three. I didn't think her performance was that bad. Yes, she could have taken it further. She could have been a bit more over the top. I think maybe it was her presentation that let her down because Crystal's presentation was way better than hers. Bag of chips win a second week in the row in a row that we're getting this ruby to, ruby, ruby to badge as a prize and obviously lots of people have been talking about how the prizes are so ridiculous and like literally the first episode when they're like oh you get a repeat to badge i was like where is the where is you know the you know the holiday the flights to to palm springs like what the fuck is this imagine i've taken time out of work out of business to be on this show and when i want a challenge i'm only getting a repeat to badge obviously I've done some research or whatever, and I guess because it's the BBC, it's taxpayer, it's taxpayer funded, 
so they're not allowed to like do like advertisements or whatever and it's so, so they're not allowed to do advertisements or whatever um but I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure that the bbc still has like shows where you can win money so it's just like to not even have a money prize i'm just thinking like what i'm probably thinking they wasted all the budget trying to actually secure the show on bbc because i'm thinking there must have been a bidding war or whatever i'm i'm really not even sure why rupaul actually chose to go with the bbc i'm sure any show would have taken it i'm sure itv would have taken it i'm sure channel 4 would have taken it and then they would have been able to have their advertising in it as well i believe so yeah they, they yeah and then they would have been able to have their advertising in it and then rupaul probably would have been making a lot more money so i just don't understand why they've decided to put it on bbc don't get me wrong i love that there's no breaks but you know a little break won't fucking kill you especially with the with the uk drag race i mean like it's not really that engaging in the first place you know to really be benefiting no ads so i think definitely it's probably going to get renewed but if it does rupaul you know if your people are are listening to this we need to be on itv we need to get on channel 4 because i feel like that you know the prizes seeing what they get is is like you know has become like a big part of the show as well and obviously you know you know the makeup and stuff like you know the anastasia beverly hills deal whatever um i think yeah i feel like the prizes are also have become like a part of rupaul's drag race like seeing what they win every year and then also it's just kind of like this whole this grand prize of a web series of in hollywood who the fuck wants that like i would rather have a check and i feel like if there was prize money obviously there's an opportunity to be had anyway being on the show as a platform you could get like instagram followers and make money that way but you know the prize money is definitely an incentive there and i think like people would you know i'm not sure if people would take it but what do you think do you feel like the prize money would be an incentive of people to take things more seriously and to make things more competitive or do you feel like because the, t- the type of platform that even just being on the show gives you now it wouldn't really change things but either way i still feel like there should be prize money so then obviously the judges deliberate and the bottom girls you know go backstage and as they're backstage the Vivian and the other girls kind of confront Cherokee and basically says that you know she's putting on this act and like she needs to just be herself and yada yada yada. And Cherokee basically says, or not Cherokee, Cheryl Hall basically, Cheryl Hall says, you know she's feeling a bit underwhelmed and yeah, she doesn't feel like she can be herself and she's got this guard up. But then at the same, but in the confessional room. She was kind of saying, like, yeah, I am putting on an act, but, you know, I have to put on this act because, you know, I don't want to be a nobody when I come out of this show. Because the girls going onto the show, they're very aware that not only are the people of the UK are watching this, but probably people from the US who are interested to see... You know, obviously, RuPaul's on, on, going to be on the show. So, obviously, the American, you know... So, that's going to pull in an American audience. And, you know... Why would you want to go on this show, take time off work and then come out and not be and not be somebody? So obviously you're going to do things that make sure. So obviously you're going to be looking to be getting the most camera time 
on the show you want to be looking to be getting as much shine as you can so you can be making as much money as you can when you get off the show she basically alluded to the fact that you know yeah she's been putting this guard up but at the same time like she's not here for anybody but herself and like she's here for herself so what are we got what are we thinking are we here for cheryl cole do you feel like she just needs to stop being fake or do you feel like the other girls should just mind their own business and play their own games what do we think? Sarah Cole, I'm here for her doing whatever she feels that she needs to do to get her coin and to advance herself in this competition. The girls are kind of saying, you know, how she puts on this act and how she's using a lot of, you know, American American slang, American sayings, like yes, you know, yas, um, you know, the yeses and the yases. And I kind of have recognised it and I feel like, you know, I hear it a lot, like I'm quite familiar with it in the UK using um, of black gay American vernacular. Um, it does sound quite forced, especially the the her needs a bit more rehearsal, like a, li- a, li- a little bit more seasoning, darling. Yeah, I can agree it's a bit forced, but I just feel like just leave my girl Cheryl alone, like just focus on your own on your own situation, especially you vinegar strokes, you need to focus on your outfits and your lip sync. So obviously we know it was Blue and Scary Cat in the bottom two and they were the ones lip syncing for their life. And initially I was rooting for Scary Cat but that lip sync was well Scary Cat's lip sync was atrocious. Definitely just embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing like I would just like not go on social media after this like I would just deactivate my social media accounts after after that because it's just embarrassing. She looked a total total mess. I don't know what the fuck fuck she thought she was doing. Um maybe she was trying to do some quirky cute drunk thing, but it just looked a total mess. I feel like she should have just said RuPaul, you know what? Just let me go in it. Just let me go. <laughs> she did all right you know she did her thing she's probably the best lip sync that we've seen out of the whole of the lip syncs which is really saying something about the quality of this show you know she did her thing she was you know she you know crafted some sort of performance Uh, that jump that she did on her knees is a bit awkward but you know you know she was trying and you know she gave some sort of performance you know, scary cat girl. I I got secondhand embarrassment watching that lip sync. Honestly, honestly, and I just feel like next season there needs to be a stricter vetting process. Like, how can you be hiring somebody and you haven't seen them perform? It's just like surely she must have said in some tape of her doing a lip sync. So it's like. Did y'all actually watch this tape and like actually watch this performance and thought, okay, let's have her on the show. Um, and you know, she can have the place of somebody else. Honestly, honestly, I don't think she should have been on the show. If that was if that was the quality of her lipstick, she should have never she should have never been put on this show. We need a stricter vetting process next season. Again, Another week of an unsatisfying lip sync. But let me know what you think. Did you like this lip sync or are you just getting very bored out here? What do you think of these lip syncs? Like, do you feel like they're okay? 
do you like the lip sync or do you feel like the lip syncs have just been very poor these last two episodes and then obviously at the end you know we see the little outro and you know they've made this big deal that scaredy cat is not gay and um in the show i think she i think um she alludes to the fact that you know she doesn't she isn't attracted to gender per se so perhaps pansexual um but yeah they've made this big fact that you know she's not gay but what do you think about what do you think about it do you think like they're making it a bigger deal than it has to be i just feel like maybe it would have held more weight if you know she was a good drag queen but the fact that she wasn't it's just kind of like okay but yeah you know you know i'm wishing scaredy cat well you know definitely do some you know training on that lip sync please what are we thinking guys are we excited for the next episode or not i feel like for me i'm just waiting for snatch game that's really all i'm looking forward to at this point i'm just a bit underwhelmed to be honest the first the first episode was promising but the second episode has made me think it's just not going to be a great season honestly i think for now obviously i'm waiting for snatch again i'm waiting for an actual good lip sync but let me know how what your experiences of the show is so far let me know who you like and who you dislike that's the end of my podcast until next time guys bye and don't forget to subscribe if you're watching this on youtube